Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to The Good Life. You just joined us. Hey, where were you? We live at 12.05 every Saturday. Goodlifeguy.com, the place to go to find out what we've talked about in the past, or more importantly, on a weekly basis, sometime after Monday or Tuesday, what's coming up for the future show. You can always get podcasts after the fact, and you can listen anywhere in the world at knssradio.com. Um, my guest today, John Poulos, author of Look at Wine, Looking at Wine Through a Different Window, uh, he's the uh, much-in-demand, highly talented wine educator and tasting room guru at Wagner Vineyards in the New York Finger Lakes. I touched on the Finger Lakes. It's a unique growing region. Uh, there's a few things that make it that way. It's beautiful sunshine, uh, a unique variety of soils from prehistoric times, and as the glaciers moved away, it left deep, deep lakes that help mitigate the climate and allow grapes to finally ripen. John, you've been there for a long time. You've watched the growth of the wine business uh, from Dr. Frank and the early guys and the Wagners who have grown grapes now for five generations. Uh, things have changed a lot, and in my opinion, for the better. And uh, the wines coming out of the Finger Lakes are killer. Oh, they are. Oh, they are. Um I tell people all the time when they look out our window at Seneca Lake, there's 123,657 lakes in this country. Seneca is the 15th deepest lake in America. It's 640 feet deep outside our window, the deepest part of Seneca. Seneca doesn't freeze. Lake Erie is a great lake. It's 210 feet deep. It, Seneca is perfect for growing grapes. But the wine industry in our region began in Hammondsport, New York, which is the lake to our west. It's shaped like a Y. And in the early 1800s, an Episcopal minister named Charles Boswick moved from Albany, New York, to Hammondsport to start an Episcopal church. And really long story short, uh, he was a grape grower. He was a farmer. And people gave him land where they were going to build the church. And he went back to Albany and brought Native American grapes 
grapes like Niagara, Catawba, Isabella, to the Finger Lakes, and he planted them. And then he's one of the first to make wine um, around 1825. And he, his, his, the wine must have been pretty good because his church services increased every week. <laughs> and, but so he had, a, he had an automatic audience in front of him. And he offered to teach his parishioners not only how to grow grapes, but how to make wine. And that really started the wine business in our region, the wine culture. And 1825 is the opening of the Erie Canal in New York State that connected uh, Buffalo to Albany and then on Hudson River to New York City. And feeder canals were built. So these grapes and these wines from the Hammondsport region could be sent to New York City, and they were. And the and the wine industry grew quickly, but they weren't making enough grapes on Cuca. There wasn't enough land. And the winemakers, the early ones, Gold Seal, Taylor, Pleasant Valley. Pleasant Valley is still there. Uh, and Taylor Wines, of course, uh, are world famous. Um, they went to Seneca and Cuga Lake and asked farmers there to grow grapes, and they did. And they were selling their grapes to the people, the uh, owners, wine owners in Hammondsport that had supported them. And the industry exploded, and then, then Prohibition happened in 1919, and everything shut down. Yeah. And the four big winemakers, uh, three big winemakers in Hammondsport survived. And they survived by making wine for churches. That was legal. If you look at the, the, the this period, church service greatly increased. <laughs> uh, Charles Walgreen in Chicago had three had three stores, and he began to sell drugs out of his store prescriptions. And wine and whiskey were allowed to be prescribed in in drugstores, pharmacies. And the wine for a sedative and whiskey to, for colds, uh, rock and rye. You may have heard of rock and rye. That came out of this period. And Charles Walgreens was in 30 states after Prohibition was over and had over 200 stores. He made out like a bandit. <laughs> and then Taylor Wine took a different route, and they sold juice and yeast in instructions. So the big wineries survived, and the poor, the smaller ones did not. And then prohibition ended, and it took f- five or six years for these vineyards now to to make grapes again. And now you've got World War II. Uh, my father, who I spoke to you earlier, and, and, and was in D-Day, and now these young men are fighting through Europe, drinking Cabernet Sauvignon and Riesling and Chardonnay. And coming back to America after the war is over, drinking Vitas Labrusca, American grapes, wine that tastes like grape juice. And these men and these people demanded better wine. And so in the Finger Lakes, um, Dr. Frank from Ukraine, Odessa, Ukraine, uh, in ni- around 1948, he brought in grapes like Riesling, Pinot, Chardonnay, into cold-weather Russia, cut off their rootstocks, uh, and grafted cold-weather rootstocks 
to these famous European vinifera grapes, and he proved that they would grow. And he was awarded a doctor's degree. And again, long story short, he came to America. He worked for Cornell. He did the same thing for Cornell. He broke away in 1958 and, and bought land in Hammondsport, planted the first Riesling, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, vinifera grapes, and opened up his world-famous winery around 1962 called the Vinifera Winery. Vinifera is any European grape grown on American soil. And so that kind of started the revolution of, of better grapes grown in the Finger Lakes. And on Seneca and Cayuga, wine, uh, farmers were still making mostly high-bred and fetus labrusca grapes and sent, still sending them to Taylor and Gold Seal. And many of these farmers were beginning, they couldn't afford the, the taxes, the federal taxes, if, if you owned, if they owned like 15 acres and they made wine out of 15 acres, they probably wouldn't have enough money to pay the taxes. Wow. So many of them began to make wine illegally in their basements. And the state had a, had a decision to make. Let's arrest every farmer or let's pass the Farm Winery Act in 1976. And that's what they did. And that allowed anyone growing grapes to um, make wine. So on the west side of Seneca Lake, Gene Pierce, and on the east side of Seneca Lake, Bill Wagner, began to build wineries. And theirs were the first two wineries. There's over 70 wineries now on Seneca Lake. Those were the first two. Gene's winery was much smaller. Gene is still alive uh, at Glenora. And Bill opened, so Gene opened uh, 1977, and Bill opened shortly after that. And Bill was, Bill's was much larger. Uh, and Bill began to plant vinifera grapes. Now, like you mentioned, uh, grapes have been grown on the property on the Wagner property for over a hundred years. The, the family has been in the region for a hundred years and they were farmers and they grew grapes. And, uh, um, the, now Bill is going to plant vinifera grapes and our Riesling vineyard right now, we have a Riesling vineyard well over 40 years old. Thunica Lake does not freeze and Cuca Lake freezes. And when a lake freezes, the microclimate is greatly affected because now air is bouncing off, not water, which is warmer than the air in the winter, because Seneca doesn't freeze, so the water stays 38, 39 degrees. And so in, in the Finger Lakes last winter, we had a period that were minus 6 to minus 10 for about a week. Uh, That's man. not good for grapes. No. But where we are, it's 640 feet. And there's always a northwest wind blowing. It blows across the lake that's 38, 39 degrees and keeps our vineyards much, much warmer. Yeah. And we had, we had very little bud damage. And other people had major bud damage. So the Wagners had no idea when they bought this land 100 years ago that they were at the deepest part of the lake in a region called the Banana Belt. We are, we are in the heart of the banana belt on Seneca Lake. Uh, if you Google banana belt, you'll see mostly that is 
at the base of mountains. As air blows down a mountain, it warms. And when it gets to the base of the mountain, that track or belt of land at the base of a mountain is much warmer than it is 20 miles away. And at where we are, we have a banana connotes not the shape of the land, but it connotes a tropical warm weather climate. And where the Wagners are located, there are 240 acres of grapes. A normal large farm in the Finger Lakes is 50 to 60 acres. The Wagners have 240 acres and 177,000 grape vines. We're the largest farm in the region. And we sell grapes to some of the finest wineries on the East Coast. Yeah. Most men, many of our grapes are sold. We don't turn them all into wine. And uh, so today, Bill Wagner had two children. He had Laura, who's my age, and John, who's a, quite a bit younger. Um, and they've carried on. Bill died, I think, about ten years ago. And John is uh, uh, grew up in the vineyards with his dad. John went to school to be an engineer. John is incredibly bright, uh, and he's take, he takes care of the 240 acres of grapes along with his crew. And what's, what's evolved over the years is Laura had three children all involved. Her youngest, Kevin, is now the winemaker, and he trained for seven or eight years with Ann Ruffalo. Ann Ruffalo was one of our original winemakers, she graduated, I believe, as the only woman in her class at University of California, Davis, which, as you know, is the, probably the number one wine college in America. And don't let the Cornell people throw anything at me, but they've been doing it longer. Yeah. Um, and she made wine uh, at Wagner's for over 30 years. And Kevin, she was the foremost woman winemaker in America. And Kevin trained under her, and all of Kevin's, some of Kevin's wines, are the, uh, the, the 93 rated K Wood East now by Suckerling. Another quick break, of course, and then we come back for the wine of the week. We'll talk about the beautiful Riesling from Wagner Vineyards. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 